What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode one of the Big Fly Pod with your co-host Christian Myers and myself, Ty Lewin. Super excited to get things rolling here as we discuss all things baseball. And before we get into the pod, I really wanted to start off by introducing ourselves, our backgrounds, and why we decided to make the pod. So Christian, why don't you lead us off? What's going on, everybody? Christian Myers here. I'll be co-hosting the Big Fly Pod with my man, Ty. Um, I grew up around baseball my entire life, played for a really long time, went on to college, played ball out at UNLV, and met Ty through a mutual friend. We started talking baseball right away. It's something that we're both very passionate about, and he approached me about doing this podcast, and I jumped at the idea. I think it's going to be great for us and hopefully great for you guys as well as the listeners to hear a little bit about what we have to chat about and kill a little bit of your day listening to us. So thank you in advance for listening and I'll turn it over to Ty for his intro. Thanks, Christian. And my background is I just, I've been playing baseball my entire life. Grew up in Illinois, went to the university of Dubuque in Iowa, played all four years there while I was in Dubuque. Uh, my family had moved out to Colorado, was able to coach youth travel baseball for a couple of years Finished out my career in Dubuque, moved out to Colorado, been playing men's league baseball in sales as my regular job, but really wanted to do something on the side that where I can talk shop and talk baseball. And Christian and I had thought of the idea and pretty quickly uh, executed and decided to do this. And we're really excited to do this at this time because of the World Series being on here this weekend and such an intriguing matchup with the Strohs and Phillies, obviously the Astros being the most dominant force in the AL the entire season along with the playoffs and looking at the Phillies, kind of this, you know, lovable team that's come out of nowhere, wildcard birth, now World Series um, opponent. And so looking at this particular matchup, we look at the regular season series where they played at the end of the year where the Phillies actually won game one. Uh, Aaron Nola pitched almost a perfect game. Phillies won three to nothing and they clinched their first wild card berth. Obviously probably party a little bit too hard that night because game two Strohs came out one ten nothing. And then game three Strohs won three to two. Both teams probably winding down there before the playoffs to be prepared. But as we now look at this matchup going into game one here with the with the pitching matchup of Aaron Nola versus Justin Verlander, just an incredible matchup. Aaron Nola waiting this long to finally get his World Series appearance, been such a stronghold for the Phillies for so long. Nola has been posting some great stats here throughout the playoffs so far, 3.12 ERA along with 18 strikeouts to three walks, just an incredible stat line there. Then Justin Verlander, sort of having this roller coaster of a ride through the playoffs through two games starting, uh, starting off with against Seattle, had only made it through four innings with allowing 10 hits and six earned runs, but then completely turning it around uh, against the Yankees with six innings pitched to one walk to 11 strikeouts, only allowing three hits. So really interested to see what this matchup looks like here in game one. Christian, I'll turn it over to you. What are your thoughts here on this incredible matchup we got going on here in game one? I love the matchup. It's the biggest stage in baseball being in the world series. Aaron Nola has pitched on a big stage plenty of times. He was a Friday night guy in the sec when he was at LSU and every night, every Friday night, excuse me in the sec is, is a big stage, but 
Justin Verlander. This is going to be his eighth World Series start. And the last seven for him have been ones to forget. He's 0-6 through those seven World Series starts, both with the Tigers and with the Astros. Carries a 568 World Series ERA into this game. Currently pitching with a 630 ERA through these playoffs. But like you said, Ty, he really clicked against the Yankees. He's going to come out tomorrow night, and it could very well be his last start in an Astros uniform, depending on how the series goes. He has that opt-out contract um, coming up at the end of the year. I fully expect to see him back in an Astros uniform next year, but he is climbing the ladder a little bit in age, and with this being what could be his last start in Houston, I think he comes out and just dominates on tomorrow night. Yeah, really interesting with Justin Verlander, too, because Seattle being more of that uh, all-around complete offense uh, that really they had a great chance against the Strohs to to move along in the playoffs and, and just, you know, it's tough playing the, the Strohs right now, especially this year. But against the Yankees, you know, the Yankees being really a three-outcome offense here over uh, the span of the entire season and really putting it to them. So the Phillies being this hot, hot lineup right now, I think it's going to be very interesting to see. Can Verlander turn it around here and face off against a team that has really put it together here through the rest of the playoffs? Now, let's turn it over and look at the positional matchups because both these offenses have just been so much fun to watch. Um, High energy a lot of veterans on both sides, but also those younger guys that are really stepping up. Christian, who do you really look at here from the matchup standpoint that you're really looking out for? I love this shortstop battle. You've got two rookie shortstops playing in the biggest stages of their career right away. You've got Bryson Stott, who's a former UNLV guy as well, going for the Phillies. He's had a very good showing in his First campaign started on the opening day roster when they had those extended lineups because of the shortened spring training. And then when they cut him down, he got sent down into AAA, tore it up down there, and came back up pretty quick. And he's really been a focal point of this offense at the bottom of the order for them. On the flip side, you've got Jeremy Pena, El Tormentor, who is coming off of an ALCS MVP. He's hitting 303 in the playoffs coming into this World Series with three home runs, um, notably that clutch one in the really, really long game up in Seattle that ultimately sent Houston into the ALCS. I think that it's really tough to pick between these two guys as to which one is going to have the better performance in this World Series, and I'm really excited to watch both of them compete at such a high level this late in the season in their first year. And then moving on to a power matchup, I'm loving this left field battle between Schwarber and Alvarez. Schwarber is coming off of a tremendous NLCS performance. He's really been setting the tone for this Phillies lineup, hitting in that leadoff spot and working some really, really good at bats up there, going to give the guys behind him plenty of opportunities to do some damage early on. And then Jordan Alvarez, obviously the guy just swings it. He's hitting 241 coming into this World Series. He's got eight RBIs over the course of seven games. And I think with him hitting a little bit back in the lineup, 
he's going to have the guys in front of him to set him up to really do some damage. And I also think that the pitching matchups are more heavily in his favor than they are in Schwarber's. So for that reason, I've got to lean towards Jordan Alvarez in this battle and looking towards the rest of the positional battles going through this one. It's pretty tight in a lot of cases, and it's tough to pick, but I really ultimately have to lean towards the Astros across the board. Yeah, one other matchup that I think is really interesting is that right field matchup between uh, Kyle Tucker and Nick Castellanos, both batting in the five hole throughout the playoffs. And Castellanos, with as as being a Cub fan myself, I got to see how much fun he can be and what he can do for an organization in such a or a team in such a short span of time. And I'm really hoping to watch him or or see him have that spark for the Phillies because they're going to run through some droughts here in the in the World Series just based on that bullpen and that starting rotation for the Strohs. And so I'm really intrigued to see what can Cassianos do. And then on the flip side, you have Kyle Tucker, who's just this unbelievable asset to the Strohs who has just stepped up and been there and been a complete hitter in that five hole and being able to back up guys like Bregman and Alvarez if they're having off days. And it's tough because you have to pitch to those guys because Kyle Tucker's right behind them and you can't just pitch around him either. And so really interested to see, can Castellanos really truly step up here after a rough uh, LCS to be that guy who can be that five hole that can really take care of those guys at the top. Now, when looking at the veterans of the Strohs versus the youth stars of the Phillies, what are your thoughts there, Christian, on that matchup? So I'm going to start with the Phillies on this one and looking towards their youth, especially with Bryson Stott and Alec Baum. I think that that brings a whole new level of energy into that dugout those guys are going to really light the candle for them and bring bring all of that attitude that you want to have in this postseason. And I think that guys like Bryce Harper, who play the game a thousand miles an hour all the time, are really going to feed off of that energy from the young guys coming in. And I think that that's going to be really great for this Phillies team in this World Series. Now, looking at the Astros, you've got a lot of vets who have been here before. You've got the Bregmans, the Altuves, um, the Yuli Gurriels, who have been going down this road with Houston for the last five, six years that they've been playing baseball late into October. And I think that that's something that goes a long way as well because they know what to expect. It's going to be calm for them. They've been here before. They've done this before. They can help out those other guys like the Trey Mancini's who are coming into this World Series struggling a little bit, but eager to get that first ring on their finger. And so it it's two completely different attitudes. But at the same time, I think that having that veteran presence goes a really long way. And I think that having that rookie presence in there too and that younger guy presence in there too just makes the Phillies team a little bit hungrier to get a World Series. So I think that the, both of those are going to be really interesting for each team with their respective attitudes headed in. Yeah, and I and I think a big discussion point throughout this entire playoff run that has been sort of diminished based on the fact that guys like Peña, Bregman, Alvarez, and Tucker being such 
uh, pivotal pieces of that offense is Jose Altuve. And I know that the cheating scandal has been something that's just hung above him by all of baseball for all the years since the scandal had come out. But when looking at this, you know, I, I would think that with the starting rotation of the Phillies, they can probably still attack Altuve and force these other guys to have to step up again. Now, do you foresee Altuve stepping up here in this World Series, or do you see the Phillies taking care of him and really uh, being able to try and focus on these other hitters in the lineup? I think Altuve is going to click here. I think he's he's been down this road plenty of times before. He's going to be able to come into this World Series, and he's going to have to set the tone for this Astros offense and set it early, and he knows that. And it's it's been a very lackluster offseason for him so far, but he knows what it's like to be here. He's had a few days in between their last game in New York and the start of this World Series to sort of get everything together and get it collected. And I think we're going to see a completely different Jose Altuve in the World Series than what we saw in the Divisional Series and the Championship Series. And now looking at the other leadoff hitter on the flip side for the Phillies, Schwarber has just been so amazing throughout these playoffs. And of course, I got to see him with the Cubs in 2016 and all the magic he provided when he returned from his torn ACL. And he just seems to be that guy that just steps up in every aspect. He provides the lead, he provides a quality leadoff hitter when when you look at him, obviously not your typical leadoff hitter. But at the end of the day, he's been able to get these walks. He's been able to get on base and, of course, hit these shore bombs that have been uh, magnified by the fact of just, you know, in Philly, in big scenarios, you know, being that guy who can be there for this offense. Do you see him keeping this train rolling or do you see him dipping off here through the World Series, Christian? I think he absolutely keeps it rolling here. I think, like you said, he's been putting together a lot of really impressive at-bats. He's been setting the tone for these guys at the top of that order, and it's something he's going to have to do. I think the way Segura swung it down the stretch in the NLCS, him being towards the bottom of that Phillies lineup, is going to open the door for guys like Stott and Marsh to be able to move him around into scoring position and maybe even get themselves on base as well coming back and flipping it up to Schwarber, who's got that protection behind him. And towards the end of that NLCS, he started seeing those guys behind him, the Hoskins, the Harpers, the Castellanos, who are going to be able to help him out there. And he's not going to have to try and do it all with one swing of the bat. He can really work the counts, make the pitchers throw a lot more pitches than they should be. And it's going to be something that carries a long way for this Phillies team during this World Series. Now let's roll into these mat or the game predictions. And game one, when I'm looking at this matchup, Christian, is the most important matchup, in my personal opinion, throughout the entire World Series. And I know that's an obvious statement based on the fact that you want to win game one. But when you're looking at the series and you're looking at where the matchups could land in reference to certain games, I foresee that if Nola is able to step up here in game one and be the ace that everyone thinks he is and can win game one I think this game I think this series is going to go a lot longer than people think 
But then if the Strohs turn it, you know, if it flip the page and you go the Strohs completely dominate game one, then it's really looking ugly for the Phillies moving forward. So I'd love to hear what are your thought, what are your game predictions, and uh, who do you see as the winner? Along with, uh, we'd love to hear who you think is going to be the MVP. Yeah, so I think that the one one thing we haven't talked about, we talked about the lineups, we've talked about the starters, but we haven't talked about the bullpens. And the Astros bullpen has been lights out during this playoff run. Over 31 and two-thirds innings, they've given up a grand total of two earned runs. So I think it's going to be a big factor in this World Series decision of when does the Astro starter come out of the game and turn it to the bullpen and who's winning at the time that that happens. Because if the Astro starters are coming out with the leads, I think it's going to be real hard for the Phillies to be able to come back. And with that said, looking through all these matchups, game one, I think Houston comes out on top. I think Verlander starts them off um, real well. And I think they're going to get the run support that they need to turn it over to the bullpen and get those guys coming in early. Game two is going to be a little bit tougher for Houston. I think Wheeler is going to come out and dominate in that game. I think the Phillies are going to be able to take that one. Um, Going back to Philly in game three, it's going to be electric. Don't know who's on the bump yet. I'm going to go ahead and assume that it's going to be Ranger Suarez against um, either Framber Valdez or Christian Javier, probably the latter. I think that it's going to be an absolute battle, and I think the offenses are going to click early, but I think it's going to get turned over to that Astros bullpen a little bit earlier, and they're going to shut the door on the Phillies in game three, and they're going to take that one as well. And then I've got the Astros taking game four and the Astros taking game five in a tight one. I think Houston needs to win this series in five games or less because with the Phillies being the grinders that they are, I think if you let it get past game five, they're going to really believe that they have a shot to win and they're probably going to do it. So I'm going Astros in game five, and I'm taking Yuli Gurriel as the World Series MVP at plus 3,000. Bullet prediction there, but that's what we do here on the show. Now, from my side of things, I mentioned it earlier where you really talk about that first game, and I said that the Phillies need to try and win that first game, of course, to really set themselves up for success throughout the series because this is more of a journey rather than uh, trying to win that first game. But um, I actually have the Astros winning game one. I think that the Astros offense really, really uses their veteranship to to stand out and really put the Phillies away early. And I think they're actually going to win five to three in game one. But then I go to a great, just underrated pitching matchup uh, with Wheeler and uh, Valdez. And I truly see that being a tight game all the way through. The bullpens are there. Uh, from both sides, and I see the Phillies winning two to one. I think Wheeler goes seven, and likely gets over that five and a half to six and a half strikeout mark that he's probably going to uh, have the prop for in the sports books. Strohs win game three. I think it's an absolute shootout, uh, eight to five. Phillies win game four, seven to three, and making a bullet prediction that Syndergaard actually makes it to five innings. Um, I think he actually comes out of the woodworks and does that. Phillies win game five, five to four. I think. Uh, 
Nola and Verlander barely make it through five or six based off the fact that they got to see every all the both offenses who have been just so potent throughout the offs or excuse me through the postseason they're going to be able to see these guys and they're going to see them well and I think it's going to be a five to four Phillies win Stroh's win game six three to two finally game seven in Houston who knows who's going to be available Wheeler and Valdez or Javier, whoever pitches game six for both squads, I foresee both of those guys being available for game seven. Just like we saw with the Cubs and Indians in 2016, where guys were ready to go from Leicester to Arietta to, um, you know, pitchers from the Indians as well and starters from previous games. I foresee that just being an all time battle. And I'm actually going to say it's the same exact score of that game seven, uh, eight to seven, and the Phillies win. Uh, in Houston and I know it's a bullet prediction but I I just love this Phillies team Christian and I think America wants game seven I think we all deserve a game seven Um, I have the MVP being Harper at plus 700 I just don't see this dude stopping especially the fact that off that injury struggling a little bit there to get his timing down get things right and to get it right in the playoffs get it right in the biggest moments, I think that's just going to be something that just elevates him to another level uh, this series. Um, and so really looking at this, uh, Christian has the uh, Strohs winning in five. I have them winning in seven. Who knows if either of us are right, but all we're asking for is just an amazing series. Christian, I want to go over some prop bets that uh, we'd like to throw out there. Um, I'm going to go game one. I got Houston at minus one and a half. And then looking at the series, I got Hoskins with the most home runs on FanDuel. That's showing at plus 650. I got Pena with the most hits along with the most total bases. Plus 750 for the hits, plus 1,000 for total bases. What do you got on your side? So for tomorrow night, game one, I'm going to take both pitchers over six strikeouts. FanDuel's showing Justin Verlander to go over six strikeouts at minus 180. And it's showing Aaron Nola to go over six strikeouts at minus 118. Like both of those, I think both guys are going to come out firing early. And I think that the plus six strikeouts is going to hit rather quickly. As a series, the prop bet that I really like is Yuli Gurriel for the most hits at plus 900. I think he just finds ways to get on base with his bat. And um, I think everybody forgets that he won the batting title just a year ago. So that's one that I am really looking forward to in this series. Awesome. All right. Well, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, You got two guys that really want to make this podcast a big thing, but we're taking it episode by episode and really trying to enjoy this process. And I hope you guys enjoy the show as well. Christian, anything else for the fans here? Yeah, thanks everybody for tuning into episode one and stay tuned for episode two. Um, We promise we'll get better as we go. Great. Well, everyone, please enjoy the World Series. Uh, Enjoy the weekend and really looking forward to getting this show under ropes. So thanks so much for tuning in and we'll talk to you soon.